Yorana from Tahiti, and welcome to Filled with His Love. As I mentioned in the last episode, our lives are in one way a collection of stories. Life unfolds sequentially. There's a beginning, a middle, and an end every story. How we think about and reflect upon and rehearse these stories is the important thing. Reflecting on some stories can pull us down if we haven't forgiven ourselves or others. But other stories can lift us up. It all depends on how we interpret them. I invite you right now to pause the podcast and think of a story from your own life. This story might have happened years ago or just yesterday. As you reconstruct the story in your mind, think about how reflecting on it makes you feel. Okay, now that you've thought of a story from your own life, what role did relationships play in the story? Was your story about family, friends, or your relationship with God? My hunch is that relationships are present in most meaningful stories in our lives. Some have asked me since I came here on this mission with my wife, so what years did you serve your first mission in Tahiti? I've tried joking about it because it's so long ago. So I say, well, I served my first mission here in 1866 to 68. The really funny thing is, this joke doesn't work. <laughs> maybe, maybe they think I look like I'm 158 years old. <laughs> I sometimes say, yes, Addison Pratt came to these islands in 1844, and then I came in 1866. Still no smile. They just look at me agape. After we've played around a little bit with age and years, many ask, no, so I want to know, what is it like to come back to Tahiti since you served here so long ago? I've never known how to answer that question. It's a sincere question. They really want to know what it's like being a young missionary and then a senior missionary in the same place. A few days ago, I came to a deeper understanding of what it means to return here to serve a second mission. And it all has to do with relationships and stories. Lolly and I were in the mission office one day, and a gray-haired woman was sitting talking with Elder, Elder and Sister Wong. Elder Wong watches over the bikes and cars, and Sister Wong handles finances for the mission. When I walked into the room, the woman said, Bonjour, Elder Osgathorpe. Hmm, I did not recognize her at first. She said, Don't you recognize me? I'm Sister Wong. I was secretary to President Stone, your mission president. Okay, so I don't feel so bad I didn't recognize her. The last time I saw her, she was 20 with very black hair. And now she's 78 with very gray hair. I, I just did not recognize her. Once we connected, the magic began to happen. I found that she was the sister of Brother Wong, much younger than she is, who takes care of bikes and cars. She knew all the missionaries I served with, some of whom are now deceased. We talked about their stories, who they were 58 years ago. A little over a week ago, an older Tahitian woman approached me, embraced me, and said, Oh, I remember you so well as a missionary. I said, Well, how old were you when I served here as a missionary? And she said, I was about 12 or 13, but I remember so well when you sang O Holy Night for the Christmas celebration. 
I could not believe she could remember that. I had not thought of that for decades, but when she mentioned it, I remembered it too. When Lolly and I are trying to remember the time frame when a particular event occurred, we joke with each other. That was about three lives ago. It's a joke, but not a joke. Our lives go in phases. We once noticed how ours has gone in decades. In the 1970s, we brought our children into the world. In the 1980s, this is all roughly speaking, we raised our children. In the 1990s, we sent them on missions and began to celebrate their marriages. In the 2000s, we welcomed grandchildren into the world. In the 2010s, we watched those grandchildren grow up. And in the 2020s, we're watching those grandchildren serve missions and great-grandchildren be born. And now those dates are not exact, obviously, but they are kind of a framework for what's happened in our life. Each phase was unique. Different challenges, different rewards, different blessings, different stories. When I finally recognized Sister Wong, who is now 78, as the 20-year-old secretary to my mission president, it was kind of like a series of lights began flashing in our minds. I've talked before in this podcast about how the brain has synapses, those connections between the dendrites and the axons. Synapses are the brain's way of connecting two thoughts or two feelings together. If you would have seen an image of my brain while talking to Sister Wong, you would have seen an array of connections reconnecting or reigniting. Old, very old memories being brought back to life. And it was the same with the woman who remembered hearing me sing that song when she was only 12 years old. After that encounter, I told my wife all about the Christmas celebration where I sang that song. I remember going to the home of well-known recording star in Tahiti and asking if she would perform on that program. I remember the surprise. I was actually shocked because she was kind of an entity in Tahiti at that time, and she was not a member of our church. But she said, yes, I will do it, and you do not need to pay me. I'm not sure how to describe my experience returning to this mission, but one word comes to mind. Revive. When we bring to memory old experiences, old friends, old events, we relive them. We are revived and renewed, cleaning off the rust from those synapses that have not been fired up for decades, brings new life to us, which is the meaning of revive, to bring back to life. A doctor revives a patient who is on the brink of death. The government revives the economy. A wilting plant revives when we give it water. Now here's a version of that word I had never thought of until coming back to Tahiti for the second mission. Reviver. This is actually a word. I looked it up because I wanted to see if it was a word. I've never used it before. This word is used for someone who makes someone strong, active, or healthy again. Sister Wong was a reviver for me that day, and so was the woman who remembered me when she was only 12. They revived in me, and I believe in them also, memories of the long past, experiences that had not come into their consciousness for so many years. And when stories are shared from the past, stories that both people treasure, something miraculous happens. We are made stronger, healthier, more able to deal with the present.
As Sister Wong began sharing experiences from nearly six decades ago, we thought of my companions, some of whom are now on the other side of the veil, as I mentioned. We had so many good thoughts about those former missionaries. She remembered all of my companions. It made me consider how such stories can bring us closer to people on both sides of the veil. We have relationships in mortality that sometimes get cut short by early death. One of my companions died in his early 50s. But talking about him that day with Sister Wong somehow brought me closer to him again. We all have deceased family members, but we can share their stories with each other, and everyone is lifted. My granddaughter the other day met a next-door neighbor friend of mine and enjoyed the encounter so much. This good friend shared some stories with my granddaughter about my mother and my grandmother. Now, because my granddaughter had never known my mother or my grandmother in this life, those stories meant a lot to her. She said, I have never met anyone who knew them personally other than you. She was talking to me and my wife, and she says, I, I've heard you talk about them, but I've never met anyone else. And, and she said she had such amazing stories to tell about my mother. So stories from our past give us strength for the present and hope for the future. Shared stories are particularly powerful. I've decided that we can all be revivers for each other. We can all share memories of the past that we treasure and in the sharing revive each other. Stories are the centerpiece of the revival process. They help us remember things the Lord wants us to remember. So when someone asks, what is it like to return to Tahiti? I can say, it's taught me that I want to be a reviver. <laughs> that may, may not translate very well into other languages, but that's really how I feel right at the moment. I hope that you will share a cherished story with someone. I hope that you will try to think of someone who was a part of your story and share it together. This is what I will be working on this week, becoming more of a reviver. Hope this was helpful, and as they say in Tahiti, na-na, that's goodbye. <laughs>